conversation, a wonderful conversation. Okay, so are the um, doors closed, phone off, uh, toilet visited? Yep. Everything hooked up, plugged in all spots. <laughs> Marvellous. Unplugged to you all the way from a distance. Okay then, right. So I've got a little bit of a longer intro than normal here from your bio. So I'm, uh, I'll see if I can get it done in one go. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, by the way, at the end, when I say podcast away, I'll just leave a very small bit of silence and that's where I'll cut it at the end. But I'm not going to cut you off on the actual live thing. We'll just, we can just talk whatever on that. Um, I'm, for time wise, I'm currently, actually, I better make sure my email is off because Brian Rose will probably send an email during our thing, which will go bing. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's off. Good. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm looking at, where are we now time wise? It's two, 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 okay, about an hour from now. Is that going to be okay? Mm -hmm. All right, splendid. All right, then. That is definitely recording. Yes, good. Right, marvellous. Okay. Welcome to the best a human can get. And today's guest is a lady helping others transcend just that. This lady is a nurse, an author, and a podcaster of Quantum Nurse Out of the Rabbit Hole from Stress to Bliss. She's been in the holistic wellness practice close to four decades. In fact, she remembers in the 1980s when she first arrived in New York to work as a nurse, where meditation, yoga, and smoothies were not even buzzwords. In the 90s, she decided to go beyond consumerism of holistic ideas and to take an active role in educating and empowering those who are serious in reclaiming their health through alternative energy medicine and holistic integrative healthcare. With a science background as a seasoned registered nurse and her immersion in her family's practice in indigenous medicine in the Philippines, she powerfully bends, bends, I mean blends, pre-ancient indigenous ancestral healing practices, conventional Western medicine and quantum energy science in upgrading our DNA to reclaim its original blueprint connected to the source. Wow. Get your science pens and paper ready, folks. It's Grace Asagra. Thank you so much. You've that was a mouthful and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Thank you very much. Now uh, I look right. so good. <laughs> yeah, you did. I tell you what, you, you, you've done quite a few years and quite a various amount of subjects that, um, yeah, I'm sure could go on for many a while with many an interest. But the thing I really, really want to know first off is um, you've got a spare 20 minutes to do some yoga. So what position would you take up? And what smoothie would you have with it? Oh, when it comes to yoga, the best position will be the down dog. <laughs> <laughs> the down dog. And what does that look like? It's like a pyramid. So yeah. your head will be on the floor and then yeah. your feet will be there. So you're like a, and your butt sticking out. Fantastic. I think that, that, that seemed to be all, also everyone's favorite just because yeah. First, it really allows you to stretch your spine, which most of, and also we're always either sitting up, standing up, so we, our head is always on top. But if you do the down dog and it's like your head there. And so, you know, it's common sense. The circulation goes there and then yeah. it stretches you. If, you. if you're conscious on what you're doing, stretches your spine. And good health is all about good spine health. And then, of course, your lower the, the lower half of your body that stretches down. So it also helps you to be grounded. For me, it's like a humble pose, a, a gratitude pose. So it just comes out that okay. And wow. it's, it's the symbolism is also awesome. I think you know because then it points it points up as oscillating energy. At the same uh -huh. time, you keep grounded to Mother Earth. So that's how I look at it. Uh, everything that I seem to do and be engaged, I have a good image. So I can, I can really relate to it and I could really feel it when I'm doing it. You know? Yeah. Would you do that outside? Would that be better to do it outside yeah. the ground or would you yeah. do it on a, a nylon carpet? Oh, oh no, of course, it's always good to do it outside, to touch the ground, even if it's very cold, even just for a a brief second so always yeah. so this pose of course but it's funny if you do it i guess in the 
Well, right now there's no big offices, so, ah. but, but I've done such thing in, in, a, in, a, in an office when I feel like doing it. I, I, I'm able to do it. <laughs> yes, wear appropriate clothing, I think, on that one. Now, what smoothie would you be taking? I'm presuming the smoothie would be through a straw in that position. Oh, if it, well, if, if you have to do a smoothie through a straw, so it shouldn't be very thick because some smoothies oh, yeah, are really yeah. thick. But they came up also with a bigger straw. Okay, yeah. so I guess some smoothie can become like a slush. I've, yeah. I've had that. So my favorite smoothie will always be right now will always be green because I like any type of combination of green and I but but I try to avoid the combination of green with any kind of butter like sometimes they will do the almond butter etc unless well unless they just put the whole almonds there then it's yeah. good Okay. Ah, yeah. Okay. Wow. So feeding the brain and the yeah. gut. Superb. And why the green? Because we can never have enough of it. It seems like it's and of all the colors of the food. When we talk about the rainbow colors, the mm. green is you know it's, it that's the one that catches the photosynthesis and the sun, the solar synthesis, which is really crucial to our existence and to thriving to everything. Wow. Well, just before before we came on, I had a, a wheatgrass and apple juice. There we go. Mm -hmm. And I'm wearing a green hoodie. So <laughs> I'm greening out at the moment and I've got a green tree behind me. So there you go. That's, That's right. Wow. So 40 years you've been in this, uh, in the whole field, which is uh, umpteen fields and various uh, branches, I should say. Which was the best year to be in the subject and in that field? Oh, the best it seems like every stage is really, when I'm at that moment, it's really great. And even wow. if I'm not, I'm no longer in those stage, in, when I think of it, my heart still like kindles for that moment. Wow. So, I, 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 so I can really say, if you ask me what I'm doing now is the best, yes, okay? Oh, wow. It seems like because, <laughs> Though, though, though they became a real good foundation for me. So when I was back in the Philippines, when I was doing a lot of community, that was so awesome. That was so, but then I, I'm not there anymore. And am I, you know, so am I kind of sorry? At first, at the beginning, I was really sad that I'm leaving it. Mm. Then, but I'm op I just opened my heart to this, you know, doing, do, embracing whatever. And I, I thought for a while for that I, my ICU experience was also the best. But then that's so, that's so up, up on the air or, or always in your adrenaline when you're in yeah. ICU. <laughs> but I, yeah. I made it, I thrive, I'm so excited. And so every stage of my life, I'm always excited to do it. So it was like everything. But of course, wow. currently, being a podcaster, meeting you, being with all like-minded people and just enjoying what they do is, is again, another best. Yeah, that's fantastic. Joe, I'm, I'm intrigued to know what provoked, not provoked, that's probably not the right word, but what inspired you to become a nurse? Just um, seeing others on how they get better is like fascinating to me. So I'll tell you, uh, I believe it was when I was still young, um, before teenage years, that I knew that I liked to be a nurse. In, in, in the Philippines, and in, I think in most culture, but maybe there's just not a lot of emphasis of it unless you come from a third world country. At early age, you have already a responsibility. Like at nine years old, you know how to cook rice, you know how to cook basic things, vegetables, etc. okay? Because you pass on the responsibility if you're older to the next generation, you always help your parents and you're always around other generations. So when you're always around generations, not like now, so you learn a lot. So when I was there, so then it's it's like you see your I, I see my aunt, my um, grandmother taking care of us, 
when we're sick. And then when they're sick, I see other people taking care. So at one, at my, I was nine or 10 when my aunt got sick of pulmonary tuberculosis. So, and that's an infectious disease, mm. respiratory, but mm. it's a disease that we didn't wear the mask all over, even if it's respiratory, but you know, but we just, mm. are, we, we were cautious about it. So when, when, when I, he got, she got sick, so I he started taking care of her just by making sure that she has food, simple foods, and she, and she has three children and they're all boys. And the, the oldest one is my age. So I'm like her daughter because she didn't have a girl. You know, by taking care of that, if it, if it gave me a good feeling. So if then I see her get better and then so it gives me a much better feeling that she's getting better. And mm. then looking, looking again at what the traditional healers would do. You know, with, when it comes to Hilot or the Filipino massage, when it comes to just using herbs. So I see that. I see that in the community. And it's like it's a, it's a, it's a career that will help others. And, of course, I see them in beautiful white uniform. And I'm wow. a girl, so I like it also. I said, they look so pretty. And then at that, during that time, their hair will always be up. Very clean, clean, clean look. Yeah. <laughs> so that was also my imagination <laughs> so of <laughs> choosing it. Well, it sort of got you over to the States then. If you were, were you a nurse in the Philippines or did you become a nurse when you were in the States? In the Philippines first. Most of the nurses, ah. most of the Filipino nurses come to United States already a registered nurse in the Philippines. That was one of the prerequisite or one of the qualification when we come to United States. So we, most of us didn't come here with no degrees already, okay? Yeah. So you have to be licensed. You have to be working there already. At least you need a one-year experience. More will be better. Then you come to to United States. So, and that's how I ended up here. But then at, at the same time, then most of us continue to study again because nursing is that field where it's good for you to continue to study and catch up with science. I see. And uh, did you come alone or did you bring family with you? No, when I came here, um, I was with, uh, let's see, I think eight, eight or 10 more other nurses. And wow. that's, again, that's again the trend. So there, yes, there are certain nurses who come here with their families. That was maybe before 1970s when there are certain hospitals that will say to you, you can apply and you can bring your husband or you, you know, so it, that's sort of like one of the incentives. And that was before nurses became like a dime and a dozen, okay? And that, that was when not a lot of other countries uh, produce or have graduates of uh, nurses. So that's because I know I know one aunt of mine who came here and that's how she came. She was already able to bring her husband. Okay. Mm. And so that's one way. And another way is the Filipinos who come here without a group is by if they have relatives already. So okay. have relatives. But on my part, I'm the First, my sister was here, but she's not, she is, she, uh, was she a citizen already? You know, so it's, if you're not a citizen yet, and it, it's, it's number of years, then you cannot um, petition your family. And petitioning a sister is more difficult than petitioning your parents. So when she was already here, so then I applied on my own. And usually in the Philippines and in most countries, there are travel agencies or recruiting agencies. Mm. And sometimes, and sometimes um, ha recruiting officers from United States go to, go to the Philippines and other countries and they 
create an interview time. And I did that. So I, I, I went to an, for an interview. There was a recruiting officer from one of the hospitals in United States. And then they, they interview you and they see if you're qualified. So when I came here, there were eight, 10 of us. Imagine us all, um, some of us were single, some were married and we're all dragging our luggage and everything, yeah. not knowing what's, you know, we knew, at least we knew we have a job, but yeah. that job also was kind of different because, and I'm glad you asked that story because when we arrived here in, in, I arrived in New York, first I was expecting, you see, I watch a lot of American movies, I guess. <laughs> I was expecting a, uh, I know it's New York City, but I was expecting like the Manhattan Manhattan uh, view or scenery, yeah. but I ended up going to the Bronx. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So, so then in the Bronx, and I remember it's a little like this weather, a little gloomy in the afternoon, although it was summer. It was most all those, um, I call them the buildings, I call them birdhouses. They look like <laughs> birdhouses, old bricks, brown colored buildings, yeah. and all those windows. I said, Oh dear, and I don't see any greens. I don't see, and I said, oh, this is like, this is like bird houses. So that yeah. was like, that's my expectation. And because we were already together at the airport on the plane, so we exchanged and talked about each other's experiences because we never met each other till that day, mm. okay? So, yeah. and we were going to live in one place. So it's, it's like ex exporting a group of nurses and you live somewhere that's designated for you. We realized that we didn't have a very good contract. Okay. okay. So, so when we I was just going to ask where you treated the same as normal nurses, as in like a, a graduate from an American university, were you paid the same? No, no, definitely. No, not, not. Wow. That's not, that will never happen on your first time. That's rare to happen. And, and, the, and the sad part is we were not really employed by the hospital. We were employed through the agency. And that agency has another agency in United States. Oh, okay. So our benefits were even less. Okay. Wow. Okay. okay. And did you uh, did you notice in America when you get there as a nurse? So you've done your background in the Philippines. Do patients scream more in America? Are they more dramatic when they're ill, or are they more? Are they completely different to a Filipino patient? They're, yeah, you got it right. They're different. They're. Different. <laughs> <laughs> I I always I have many stories when it comes to that. I always I, my first time I noticed because I. Okay, imagine from the Philippines, from Legaspi, that's a rural, rural urban area, I ended up in the big New York City. So that's like a contrast, right? And then in this big hospital, which some doctors in New Jersey, the first thing that they said when, I, when they heard I came from that hospital, they said, you came from the zoo. And, <laughs> and that hospital is literally near the Bronx Zoo. But oh, I know okay. what they're talking about because yeah. he was trained there as well. He said, you came from the zoo. So, <laughs> and then, so, so be, 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 when, because of that, so when um, I ended up in a unit that's a step down from ICU. And during that period, remember it was the AIDS epidemic the, okay, AIDS, yeah. the AIDS epidemic so people were scared okay yeah. just like now okay so when that happened I the patients they're really scared to die they, when it comes to like death pain oh my goodness they just keep ringing the bell keep they, there's no satisfaction or wow. contentment and I feel for them because they, <clears throat> they're, <clears throat> excuse me, they're the ones who feel their body. So I honor that, but there is no, not, there's not a lot of um, tolerance or pain, patience for being called. And um, they just, they just, 
a little bit more needy. And wow. I, I, that's, that's, is, that, uh, is that a long-term cultural thing or was that just a trend? Would you think it would still happen now compared to the Philippines? Part, partly is cultural because I also believe that, you know, you the environment molds you or helps you to handle the situation where you are. So that's also, so that's partly, and, and it could be a trend also, because it's just like before when no one was uh, drinking smoothie or, or eating <laughs> yeah. oatmeal with spices and everything. And then yeah. when everyone was talking about it, so it became a trend. So the yeah. same thing as in the hospital, sometimes when, especially if, if it becomes like a, uh, um, a, a coping mechanism, if it's become a coping mechanism. And also I don't blame them because the staffing ratio is always limited. There's always less nurse, less aid as compared to, to the patients. So if you want to kind of make it survive, get the attention, I don't blame them. In fact, if you ask me, I always tell people now, if you're in the hospital, make sure you make friends with either a nurse or a make friend with an aide, because yeah, you yeah. have to have an ally in when you're in the hospital. Oh yeah, that's that's well, that's good advice. I would uh, second that. Yes, if you if you get them on your side, you can always get additional help. Maybe would be mm -hmm. the phrase. I don't know, but uh, moral support. So, how long were you in the hospital before you started branching out into other fields of interest and healing? I, I kind of did it in United States. I kind of did it in combination when I was still in the hospital wow. because I was just doing it on the side. And I didn't really during my during that time to 1990s. Um, there was not a lot of the, the, the private practice of health and wellness was not also that um, popular or I may even I knew these things, but for me, in fact, I wasn't actively searching for seminars, okay? So mm. I was so, sort of just contented that, okay, I know something, I read, and once or twice a year, I attend a conference. And even when the internet started already in 19, in my awareness during that time, but I didn't have my computer yet, <laughs> okay? Yeah. I just go to the library. So <clears throat> I wasn't doing it full time, but I was doing it on the side because I, I remember I, I love everything that I did. So even when I was in that um, traditional, conventional Western treatment, I found a way to make my best in, you know, for my patients. So I loved it. But at the same time, I have that aspiration or inspiration or sort of like respect for me, it's like a responsibility that if I know something other than giving medications, following the doctors, assisting the doctors, then I need to share it. And that's when I started with a Filipino hilot, which is the hand massage. And then if they need my conversation for natural homemade home recipes or home treatments, I was excellent with that. So I was combining that after during my days off or in the afternoon, in the evening. And I didn't even know the word networking. And mm. when I heard about networking, I thought networking is just making friends with people. Then you network. I didn't know there were official network, business network, waking up at six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you know, meeting. So and so then my my presence at the hospital and my conversation, people who started to get to know what I know, and it really started by them seeing what I eat because I was bringing my food to, you know, to work. When they were seeing that, then the, my, my coworkers, my, the doctors I work with, the nurses, they became my, my immediate client to help, okay? so. So I come yeah. then my full time, then it, then it slowly, I gradually, you know, add more things that to offer. And it was in 2010 that 
I really, uh, no, in 2010, I still did home care. So home care, which is less again. But then 2012 yeah. was maybe more my full time. And I really, I will always say that if I don't end up in any nursing work, it's okay. But sometimes for some reason, someone will always invite me to work with them. And I would tell them, oh, no, I wasn't really looking for a job. But before I know it, I ended up again in the what you call now the dementia and Alzheimer's program or the public health is still part of the public health. Yeah. So which field are you, uh, which is your current field of operation then? And which I presume you're in that field because it gives the most benefit to either to you or the patient? Yeah, I'm, I'm in, in that field right now. And it's, it's amazing journey and other people who's listening now or viewing and you you yourself uh, James may, may even relate to it sometimes I, I began with my joy of community health in the Philippines okay although you become a nurse first by doing the hospital thing but then when you know then you I became a really inspired before I came here I was a public health community nurse then now after all these little hospital experiences, I'm again back to the public health, which, yeah. but the, my specialty is on the Alzheimer's dementia population. I was able to work as a director of nurse in, in, a, an, in, a, in a home, um, family owned dementia Alzheimer's medical day center. Okay. And I, and I emphasize the family owned because that's what set us apart because it oh, was yeah. family owned. It was really nice and we, we gave our best because it was small. Our, and, and so that's, that, that became my field. I didn't, I didn't even think that it will be <clears throat> where I'm going to end up because, you know, that was far from... I, from my imagination. But one thing with me is I just allow things to happen. I listen with my heart. And I always say, if I still, if that company or any person is not gonna tell me that I cannot talk about holistic health, then I'm in to explore. Because yeah, yeah. they did tell me that you could still do what you're, you could still talk to them, Grace, about health and wellness, holistic nursing, holistic health, integrative wellness. And so when they did that, when, and then the whole place, it smells good. So I'm a critical care nurse, <laughs> picky. I don't want my room to be smelly, <laughs> okay? No, no, I, I know, I've been to many a nursing home and uh, the smell is probably the first unwelcome barrier that I hit when you uh, go to visit a relative. It sort of dissuades you from <laughs> wanting to go, doesn't it? Yeah. So that yeah. but this daycare is it's a daycare, so no one stays there at home. So okay. I, I myself go home. I'm not stressed. I can get a phone call, but not as crazy as when you are in the hospital setting. Yeah. On the subject of dementia, um, do you find is it a growing problem, dementia amongst the world or is it just that we've got more diagnosis and observation or is it genuinely an actual growing problem it's a, it's a growing problem it's a growing problem and um as a critical thinking person and this is even before i became a nurse i always think that if there's an illness that happens i always have to think what environment contributed to it okay yeah. Yeah. so is slowly, slowly, and so it's not, first the longevity is in terms of years is getting long, okay? Now it's up to us what type of longevity, you know, we're gonna have. So because, because of that also, the, a lot of things can happen and deteriorate in our system. So, and, and most of us, I believe, will know more about dementia of someone with cognition problem than someone with cancer now. Right, okay. That's that's my they're both they're both, I believe, on the top ten. Okay. Right. And yeah. and the 
the, the sad part with the dementia is that the clients cannot speak for themselves, rarely, yeah. you know, but at least there are other cases, it may be sad also, can be chronic, other autoimmune illnesses, even for, even for breast, for cancer, they can still speak and fight for themselves. But the dementia and Alzheimer's, someone has to fight for them. Someone has to really reach out for their help for them because they couldn't. Mm. Do you think dementia is, or Alzheimer's, is the being still there? If we look at it from a spiritual point of view, is the being still inhabiting the body or have they almost gone? The being, the original being or the original essence, Yeah. I believe it's still there. Okay. However, we, you know, we are prone to have many other entities can just overtake us mm. in a short moment or in a long moment. But they latch to us when our physical body is worn out. So that begins with that keeping our body, you know, strong. And I really think yeah, there is there because there are even in my experience, there will be moments that uh, let's say if they get to be so mean, okay, because sometimes they can be so mean and irrational, but then there's that moment that they can be so sweet. So mm. I think it's, it's, it's still there. And that's why um, when we have that center open, we, we hug them many times, not because we, it's automatic for us or we don't think of it or like a habit, but it's, it's, it's a habit, but it's a habit before we feel like we want to hug them. Because in the center where we had, we begin with our day smiling with them, laughing with them, because they now sometimes have a sense of humor that you don't expect from them. And before you know it, you're laughing with them. So that's, ah. that's, that's the essence that they never left, that joy there. Do you see people recover from it or is it just there forever? I have not met anyone who recovered. I have, I've read and I've heard stories that they did. Now, there are many things that maybe we won't hear because that, mm. those things sometimes will not be published or will all they there will be just put some suspicion in there because wellness never makes money okay so, <laughs> True. Yeah. so you know and again it's always a subtle subtle fear subtle in, indoctrination of fear and making you believe that okay this is really you know your this is your dna and this is your parents so that's what you're going to be as well yeah. I've seen people who were able to beat the patterns of their parents. And those are the stories that you don't hear. But when you search something for yourself, that op optimum wellness that you want for yourself or your family, it kind of leads you to other environment, to the type of environment, sources, people, you know, doctors that will help you get there. However, I've seen that instead of uh, worsening that fast, I've seen it slow down. And okay. then in, in, you see in, in the Alzheimer's and dementia, people may always think of it right away as in cognition, but it, eventually there's so many physical symptoms that those physical symptoms can and those physical symptoms sometimes is the one that makes loved ones or caregivers give up on them. Means when I say I can't handle this anymore, and they'll put them in an institution because it's really like as we said, things get smelly, and mm. you don't have a good stamina for smell, then you will really give up on situation. So when I've seen that, if they are able to no other ways to incorporate on just the standard medication or treatment from Western medicine, then they will, they can slow down. And when I say like slow down, like physical problems could be a frequent UTI, 
you know, that if there, urinary tract infection is that? tract infection, that's frequently okay. and frequent falls, which you don't want to happen, okay? Those things can be, um, there are so many things that can be um, done, can be incorporated, can, you know, just making sure, in fact, that the doctors adjust certain medications so that they will not be prone to falling. And if things are not working with Western medication, always ask, look for other ways. And then oh, you can always tell your doctor, hey, I'm using this, by the way, I'm using this melatonin instead of this, your prescription. And most doctors will agree with you. And if they don't agree, I don't know, but they're not the ones there having a difficult time with your loved ones. So yeah. at some point, as caregivers, you have to own that, own that responsibility and you know, to do something different. So on the, so in regards to responsibility then, what do we or can we do to prevent, or what do you believe we can do to prevent that happening to us individually? As in, what, what can we do? defend ourselves against Alzheimer's and dementia problems? We've all heard it now that the stomach is like the second brain, right? Okay. That's very popular. Everyone's quoting that already. It's <laughs> yeah. really true. It's now, in the 1980s, you don't hear that. People, no. You know, and people even will not agree, doctors and most population will not agree that your health de depends on your stomach, on you know, what goes on in your you know, digestive system. But now they, 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 that's already a given. So first and foremost, think of what you want to put in your mouth, okay? So that is really number one, because everything, even during this, um, COVID time, any kind of infection. It's a lot of things start from the stomach because then it's, it's a whole connection with the, you know, with the gut and your brain, okay? Mm. From, from, um, and, and, and then when they, there's even more, more uh, neurotransmitters in the stomach than in the brain, or almost close, okay? Yeah. So if we do that, that's already helpful. And if, and, and the sad part is that at certain age, our digestive system slows down. So when we understand that, that also means that the more we have to be careful, the more that we may need some help in terms of taking some digestive supplements for that. That's already a given nowadays. Before, maybe 1980s, I would not say that everyone needs digestive supplement. Now with the quality of food, we do need that. So when it keeps, when we keep ignoring that, and that's the sad part, for, for, for us or the doctors who don't recognize that because they will never talk to you or prescribe to you any kind of digestive supplement, okay? So when we keep focusing, focus on, on our gut all throughout our lifespan, all throughout. And we, if, even if, oh, you know, there's so many good tips there on what to eat and, and everyone knows they have to eat more vegetable. Everyone knows they have to eat less sugar, less alcohol, less, less of a lot of things that we know, refined flour, okay? So you yeah. do that. But if you keep doing that, always think also how much are you absorbing, how much you are digesting. Okay, so and when I say what we put in our mouth, because it is all even in our mouth, that's where digestion begins already. Okay, that oh, saliva, yeah. that it, yeah. it's, it's, there's even like theories that the digestion even begins as soon as we look at the food, because something goes on in our brain already, and that connects also to our gut, right? Yeah. I like the, the idea of like, if you eat cheese, you have nightmares, which it does work for me. If I have cheese and I went to sleep, I will have a bizarre and mad dream. 
So it's obviously there's a direct connection between the, the stomach and the mind because, yeah, just cheese before bed and I'm going to have a bonkers dream. And I'm glad you said that because that's also people have to start noticing, noticing uh, if you're a little off. I said, okay, so just notice what, what did you, so you can, people can do determine the pattern. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm helping, I'm having a conversation with someone who also likes the cheese. And, and the thing is, he, and he would say, but I'm not eating a lot. I says, I know, but even if you're not eating a lot, if you think that this week you have just a little bit of cheese, little bit of cheese, but this week, you're more congested. If this week you are like hacking or you're like blowing your nose, clearing your nose, like as if your entire like, mm. intestine will come out, then, then maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe give yourself a break. So I said, give yourself a break for that. Yeah. So, wow, that's interesting you say that about the sniffs because I, I get that routinely <clears throat> clockwork out. First thing in the morning, after breakfast, I get the... <laughs> Uh, it takes about 20 minutes to go. Don't know what causes it, but something triggers it. There we go. And then uh, like, like that, um, I like to clean my nose in the morning too. Because like, oh, okay. you know, when you clean it, it, either I just do a regular tap water, cold yeah. water. And sometimes if I get a chance, I put salt and I just oh wow, then blow it. And so, because again, you know, you need the sense of smell, the nose, it's all also part of our wellness. So it needs to be cleared. And when you're saying about um, like mucousy, maybe you could try, if you haven't done it yet, you could try maybe having a little bit of um, apple cider vinegar in at nighttime and right. see how that works. Now, sometimes the vinegar may be strong, like a little shot. But if you want, you could mix it also with some warm water so yeah. that you get it diluted and just see how that works. It's, it, you, it's not gonna hurt when people explore and experiment on their own. Yeah. We, we have this source from uh, a local vendor herbalist in the community and she makes different kinds of apple cider vinegar with, with different flavors um, and I like it because not just the flavor like garlic or pine but it's very healing and sometimes it's kind of fruity smell so and again uh, that uh, process of osmosis and that you know when you put that vinegar and it like um, extracts you know extracts those medicinal chemical properties from the plants so yeah. it's now in your vinegar. And I, right. I, I like that. So you can explore that for, I remember in the Philippines and in, in also in, in other Asian countries when I traveled, on the table in a public restaurant, there's always a vinegar with, um, with uh, hot pepper, onions, small onions, garlic, and they're all soaked in there. And that's oh. part of our condiment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it's true. Yeah, because like in Spain, it's olive oil, isn't it? And something's always floating in that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. On your um, podcast that you do, can listeners contact you and ask questions or raise an issue say, I have this problem, blah, blah, blah. Can you help? Or is it just a case of you interviewing people? What occurs on that? Um, in they can always reach out to me, okay? And I have, the, if it's an interview recording, then they could always um, message me because I always leave my information after. And there's an information also with the, with the, with, with the uh, podcast, you know, I always say you can reach out to me at quantumnurse.life, okay? Because yeah. they always get a free videos there as well. But during live stream, which I encourage them also, when I make that announcement for live stream, they could also directly on that moment, then they could ask question, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, and if, 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 if it fits the topic, 
perfect. If it doesn't, if it's side topic, at some point, I'm good in responding. Yesterday, I got an, a message, um, James, and you, you, it's, I, it was my first message. Someone messaged me through Anchor, a voice oh, okay. And they said that, yeah, so I didn't know, now I know. So I said, uh -huh. That that person really want to get in touch with me, I guess. But uh, so he said, I he left a message and wanted to connect, and she has a question. So and he left his email, and for some reason the email keeps bouncing back. I found his website, so I did a. I when I want to respond, if I have to do my own research, I did my own research as well. So I mm -hmm. did that and I, I responded so that they can get me. And if not, just email me at graceasagra at ymail. Yeah, so just okay. like you, right? You, you, yeah. you, you know, it's, it's a conversation, not just with a guest. Eventually, it will be more meaningful to us, actually, if the conversation extends beyond the guest. Absolutely, yeah. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. What is a quantum nurse? Well, I just started using that just because I was doing quantum reflex analysis. That's an right. assessment tool, an right. energy assessment tool. Uh, How do you mean an energy assessment tool? Is that like uh, you make someone run on the spot for a minute or is it other types of energy? The quantum reflex analysis is, is a semi-kinesiological testing. You know, um, most people know about the kinesiology, right? So, you, as in but, kinesis means touch, doesn't it, or physical yeah, contact? Right, right. right okay. Then, then there's always that uh, when when someone puts your hand up and then they put it down. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's what most people know. The semi kinesiology. I use an O ring, and this is the O ring and two digital um, image on my thumb and it whichever finger. Okay, the thumb and whichever finger. And then with this, two other fingers of the, the client, okay? And we're not talking about the, there's also what you call a surrogate. Because if the person is really weak, and I've done that, if, you, if the person is too weak to do it themselves, there is a surrogate because energy really connects. If I touch you, literally touch you, my and your energy may change. My energy may change. But if I'm testing you, then these two digital fingers points to different parts of the body, different organs. So we follow. We kind of follow the um, Chinese um, acupuncture points. Right. What What's the the ring? The finger. You're so the making a ring. So there. So what's there's, that for? there's another person. That's the. Yeah. So I'm the patient and there's another yeah. person. The person will, will tend to like energetically do this motion. Okay, you, you just the finger. So if, if, I, if I point, if that person points to one part and then it becomes weak, that means there's something off in that part. So okay. it's about testing if your biofield is weak or is weak or off or strong or on. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I resonated to this because I know about looking at the lab works. I know about the dosing, you know, when it comes to supplements, right? But then I, oh, in my mind, but everyone's still different energetically so and that's how i resonated to it so when i had that training and i and says i experienced it that if so if i want to test my kidneys i'll just yeah. ask someone i'll put my two digital fingers on the yeah. back of my kidney and i'll yeah. ask someone to test me right okay? and if it breaks that means i'm weak on that and my kidney what's the fingers go apart Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and it doesn't have to be a big thing. Because uh, again, everyone, each of us have that base energy. And okay. that person is not even pulling it hard. It's really just like a slight movement. 
Right. So yeah. you touch your organ or area of that organ and the other person's ring that they've made with their fingers comes apart. That's a negative. That's a bad thing. But yeah. It stays it, intact. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. And then, so then I could either get as food, a cert, I, I'll tell them, you know, if I have a food on my office or I could ask the person, so what have you been eating lately? So then he said, oh, I've been eating this. And let's say, let's see, say, say that food. And then if the person says that food and it breaks, that means that food is not good for that person. Wow. Okay. okay? And I've if never I, heard of this. If I, if I say, okay, let me put this supplement for you or let's yeah. do this food for you, then it will be, it will be strong. Then that means that's on. Now, the, in, the, the, the powerful thing with this that I also like is you can do a stress test because you know how most of us are, may, maybe some of us will be so okay, perfect when we are not stressed. But when we're stressed, now you see how each person behaves or which one has really a good character or good immune when they're not stressed. So that's what I want to help them go beyond their just being okay when they're not stressed. You want to be okay when you're driving, when you're passing through all the, you know, all these frequencies all over us, especially yeah. driving and scanning yourself. You want to be strong for that. So you could stress test that. So after, after the person becomes strong and the, the tester doesn't, you know, break it anymore. And if it breaks and I could put more of something or suggest more of something, then if, it, yeah. if it's strong, that means that's what the person needs to do at home. So I'm, okay. this test is not just for supplements, for food, for your words, for your thoughts, for your mind, even for emotional traumas. And, and, I, and one can use it also for financial investments, choices, yeah. okay? Even for the, what you design for yourself, for, you know, some-, some who, would hold, who would hold the posture of the ring then? Is that still you? Would well, you if you're there, asking the question financially, is it you that holds it? There's, the best thing is when there's someone else, right? But yeah. you can also train yourself to do it on your own. So, okay. but it takes practice. So then you could start by saying, my name is Grace. So like, yeah. okay, my name is Grace. Then if I say my name is, okay. I, be, before even I say your name, I was thinking your name. And yeah. then it's great. My name is Grace. My name. So you can do that. And then my name is James. You can practice it and see what you can. Everyone can test it by saying, uh, today's Sunday or, you know, today's Sunday. Yeah. Today is Sunday, today is Sunday, today is Monday, today is Monday. And I'm not really doing it intentionally. I just can feel that it weakens. And yeah. sometimes that's the test too. It does. Is this the same sort of energy or method used like for pendulums? Because that's a sort of a yes, no sort of right. vibrationary thing. It's yeah, similar. Similar, similar. And other people, um, my dentist knows uh, a different way. I don't know that, but she was explaining to me. So there are ways that are sort of spooky, but <laughs> really will, there's, there's a um, podcaster whom I, I, he will always say that truth is a stranger than fiction. And that's yeah. what's happening now also, you know, with all the information. And uh, so even with that, there's so many things. You know, and, and I believe that if we start using honoring, seeing someone about energy things, then we could, we don't have to keep falling on the same trap. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you again on how I use, use this, right? So yeah. like I know someone who, you know, someone in, in the social media, you could, it's impossible not to attract some people who may not like you, okay? Yeah. So, but my, my hope is that I don't attract a lot of them. <laughs> they don't yeah. like me, but stay away a little bit from me. So, so with that, you could use certain tools and that's again, energetic tools like what I'm wearing now 
This is mm -hmm. also part of the energies. And there's so many out there. But again, you have to make that compatible to you so that you don't attract these things. And, if, and you know, the same thing as what when people tell you about words, words, be careful with your words. If yeah. We, if we keep on practicing pausing when we're about to say something, I say, okay, maybe change the word. Then it, be, it becomes a habit. So the same thing as that's a semi for me, that's an energy assessment tool. So, huh. oh, but you do did ask me about that quantum reflex. So, yes, so the yeah. nurse, right? So I did that. But now I have a different imagination. Why I said this is perfect name that I, I tested that by the way, the quantum nurse. I tested that, and I asked another practitioner who's also a doctor. So my, this practice is not just practiced by nurses, common people, trained doc doctors also. So. Yeah. So she, she, he tested it and it tested like it tested good. It came out good. So he said, keep, keep that grace, keep that name. So, but I was thinking that that name also is perfect because quantum is like a tiny little thing or you don't even see, right? That really yeah. And yet it gives a powerful, it's, it's impactful, it's powerful. It makes a significance. That's all that you might just need is that quantum touch. So I said, yeah. that's the Quantum Nurse podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Further on the title, it says it's out of the rabbit hole from stress to rest. Now, when you say out of the rabbit hole, what is the, the, the inference? Because there's a lot of um, black PR, should we say, around the subject of going into the rabbit hole. There's sort of a connotation about um, sort of conspiracy theory type thing. Is that what you mean or do you mean something else? Just, well, that, that could be part of it, but it's mm. because, you know, every, everything and anything affects and everything and anything can cause stress. So yeah. all this, whoever labeled it as conspiracy, you know, that's again, another story that, you know, it, who labeled it is even always question, you have to question that. So yeah. then it's more than that because like not knowing when you don't know um, why you're sick, when you don't know why you have so much difficulty, it, it's kind of not, it's impossible to get the solution, to look for the solution. So mm. many times it's always advised to go deeper as what they will say, go deeper, go inner, so, you yeah. know, then before you know it, you're touching things that may not, you don't really want to touch. So it's, it's like you're deep down in that hole already, right? But then yeah. I want it, uh, but I didn't want to talk only about that. I want people to get out of that rabbit hole. Understood. Okay? And oh, I, yeah. I remember the first time that I, I got separated, you know, from, from my husband. I and and I could not. We could not. And I have my son. We could not find a place to live. And that's also difficult. And by that time, let's see. <clears throat> no, my mother was already here. So I have two people. I'm responsible other than myself. That's really my feeling. I felt like I was deep down on a well in the Philippines. I'm imagining the Philippines deep down on the water well, and I can't get out. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's for me is going down the rabbit hole, knowing, knowing, but that rabbit hole might have the solution, must have that answer. So to being, to getting out of it. Got yeah. And then you uh, arrive from stress to bliss. In your world, what is bliss? In my world, bliss is like um, just living your life fully, finding is smiling when you get up in the morning, finding yourself to smile. I'm sorry, what, smiling? Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, it's important, I think. It's important. Um, there may, it's 99, it's not 100% that I wake up feeling I'm ready to jump, okay? Yeah. But before I get up, I always say to myself, I think this is another day another opportunity i literally talk to myself then i have my first 
prayers, mantra, while before I even open my eyes. But definitely uh-huh. when I'm in the bathroom, I smile at myself, okay? Uh-huh. Myself, because if you look at it, look, if you look at it, I said, wow, you look much better than last night. I I don't know, but everyone might say, oh, I look bad. I just woke up. But if you look at it, because, okay, at nighttime, our body went to rest, got got recharged, okay, hoping that you have a good sleep. Now, if you really didn't have a good sleep, if you have nightmares, because people have to remember again that at nighttime, it's when we, our body goes into that astral space and we get entities can take over us. That's what I believe at night. That's why we get the nightmares. That's why, that's why parents, grandparents will always remind us, pray before you sleep, you know? Okay. So, but then if you have that good sleep, when you wake up, you, your skin looks better because it is really, it's crucial. I talked about the digestive system earlier. They said to prevent, but the other way to prevent is being able to sleep. So if I have to talk about three things that people really need to really, no, let me just add four things. The food you eat, you sleep, you gotta really have, find all way to sleep well without the medications, okay? I'm not advocating for that. Then find a way to really keep moving, do some movement. And of course, make sure whatever you put in comes out on the other end, okay? Yeah. So <laughs> really crucial. So if, if you can limit and, you know, think of all of that and it's, it's important. Yeah, so when you sleep, you smile, okay? So what you, <laughs> the bliss, I smile. That's yeah. what I mean that I can smile. And then I I I do in I have intentions to to make my day really good. I have intention to whoever I will sometimes if I don't have an appointment, I will just say whoever I will have a conversation on the phone or something like that. Or okay, let it be our best day. Let it be our best conversation. And let it be whatever I read. So, you know, if, if I really don't have any conversation, I always think for me and for whoever I can, because energy connects. You, I, I just believe that your frequency connects. There's no boundary. Okay. We may just be looking at each other in Zoom, but I can feel you. You can feel me, you know, and it comes to that energy. So we, that's that's blissful for me that I can... I can think of that the whole day and just finding joy and 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 collaborating is that's my I I love collaborating with people so in the other day John John Katsavos in fact you know him and he said hey Grace you're ready to collaborate because I was talking to him last year but I said sure (laughs) I just yes and then we work we slowly working on something so it's fantastic I am, I am, I can do work on my own, but it's beautiful to work with other people. So that's blissful for me. Fantastic. Well, on that note, I would like to uh, thank you for joining us today because that's uh, some brilliant data there and useful data for humans to go out there and use and do and be. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Grace. Um, it's, where can people find you then on the on great World Wide Web? Where will they find you? Well, thank you so much. Also, it's you know, it's also nice that it becomes more or less spontaneous because we just talk about it. So, oh yeah, let's just do it, and so yeah, I yeah. love it. So thank you. It's a pleasure to have you, and that's one gift that we have right now to maximize this internet by just establishing connection. Um, mm. People can find me at for my podcast. Um, I don't have one specific dedicated website for that, but yeah. they can always find me at Quantum Nurse, uh, Grace Asagra YouTube, and uh, the Quantum Nurse, um, Grace Asagra Beat Shoot. Okay, so it's perfect. It will be in your Beat Shoot. And the po- Apple Podcast, it's, they start, it's getting 
uh, presence on the internet. So it's kind of getting easier for people to look for it because if they put quantum nurse, but if you yeah. get confused, just put my name, Grace Asagra, A-S-A-G-R-A, -A, you know, because there's also another organization for the quantum nursing, something like that. I don't know what oh, they yeah. do. I don't know <laughs> what they do. I'm not affiliated. And the quant and graceasagra.com is my old website, which is still very uh, informative and then the quantum nurse that life is my new website and that I, i'm building that as well see is i'm always creating something just like you james by the way i like that the image that you send me oh wow that is so you know i should ask you how do you reach people to get to know what you do and what you, what they can get from you yeah, I've, I've no idea. I just uh, muddle along each day, to be honest. I just focus on keeping my pulse going, really, at the moment, and keeping my hair. That's, that's the main thing I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I think that, that has a place for the market. What, yeah. my hair? <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to get that uh, e-market, e-commerce going on. Yeah, yeah. I felt like, yeah, I could probably... I, I will be doing that soon. Um, I do need to do it because I'd rather be doing this more than the other tasks that I do in life. But anyway, thank you very much for today. It's been superb to uh, hear and speak with you. Uh, I love the energy and the vibe that you give off. It's fantastic. And uh, well, on that note, podcast away. Thank you. <clears throat> there we go. All done. Yes. Thank you very much for that. I'm my daughter. No, no rush. I will send you a link. Okay.